0: changed lives can be turned around for the better Lord your majestic name we worship it today hallelujah you're worthy Lord we worship you hallelujah to be praised, we lift up you higher and higher and higher, Lord God, higher than our situation, higher than the other things that may try to come up against us, Lord God, but you, you gave us life and you are love, Lord, we worship you because of these things, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. i oh.
1: Come on, church. Come on, Church of Pentecost. Come on, let's praise him right now. I praise you, Lord. Oh, God, you are great. Oh, you are great. Hallelujah. The the Bible said that we are to praise him for his mighty acts. We are to praise him for his excellent greatness. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, God has done some great things for you. God has done some great things for you. Come on, you ought to praise him for what he has done for you. Oh, God, I praise you, Jesus. Oh, I praise you, Jesus. I want to say that there's a lot of things that I can't do. There's a lot of things I don't have the talent or the ability to do. But one thing I can do, and that is praise him. Amen. I can praise him. Amen. You know, the Bible says that when my heart is overwhelmed, I come to the rock. And when your life is overwhelmed with situations and circumstances, amen, when you can learn how to praise him, amen, the Bible says that the praises of his people, he inhabits the praises of his people. And when you praise him, amen, he begins to what? Come to you. He began to minister to you when you praise and worship him. Come on, give him some praise one more time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. Amen. How many of you love the Lord today? Lord, we love you, Jesus. Amen. We're going to go before him this morning in prayer. And as we do, I always pray for our pastor, brother, sister Rose Center. and as I say, I always lift them up every time that you think about them. I believe that God wants you to pray for them. And I always say pray for their health and pray for their strength and pray for their well-being and pray for their protection. And pray that God would keep them with fresh vision and fresh anointing so that they can pull into our lives the things that we need from God. Amen. So keep our pastors in your prayers. Amen. And also let's remember our missionaries, brother and sister Tyr, let's keep them in prayer. Also our global missionaries and north american missionaries let's pray for them as well next sunday is easter let's pray for easter that god will that be a great gathering of people here at the church of pentecost next week i believe that you know there are people if we begin to we know the bible says no man can come except the spirit of god draws them so i pray just pray for somebody that you know that the god lord let your spirit draw them to church sunday morning Let's pray and ask God, Lord, you said you you would draw them. So draw them Sunday morning. So let's pray that we have a great time, a great gathering of people. Let's pray for the sick and shed in. Let's remember, uh, amen, Uh, Sister Cole is sick this morning. Also, let's uh, remember Sister April LeBlunt. Keep her in your prayers. And uh, let's continue to pray for our nation. Our nation really needs God. Amen. And the only way this this nation can be saved is God is going to have to save it. So let's pray for our nation and keep our nation in your prayers. How many of you need something from the Lord this morning? Amen. God sees your hand. He knows your need. And so let's pray together. If you want to come to the altar, you can't, but let's pray right now. Father God, Father, we thank you for what you have already done, what you're doing. We thank you for our pastors, Brother and Sister Rosen. God, keep them with good health, good strength. Keep them, Father, Lord, with, with protection and put your arms around them, Lord. And God, help us to be a help to them. And, and, and keep them encouraged, Lord. Bless them, God. God, keep them with fresh vision, and, oh, God, and, and, and wisdom and understanding so that they can pray into our lives. God, we pray for the tears and the missionaries, global and and, and North America. God, bless them right now, God. And, God, we're praying for next Sunday, Lord. God, let's draw people next Sunday. God, we're looking for a great outpouring of your spirit. Oh, God, we ask you to draw. God, we pray for the sick and the shed in. God, touch Sister Cole, touch Sister April of blunt. God. You're able to heal. You're able to make whole, God. Oh, God, we pray this morning, Father, for our nation. God, help America, God. God, this nation need revival. This nation need a turn around. God, if you don't turn it around, God, if you don't save America, God, there's no hope. My God, I pray for your spirit to be poured out upon all flesh. God, give me boldness. Give me wisdom to know how to reach people. Oh, God, help me to reach those that need to be reached. Oh, God, for your kingdom. My God, have your way as we pray in Jesus' name.
2: You may be seated. Welcome to Mission Sunday. It's a privilege to be able to come and talk to you all about missions once a month. It's because your pastor is such a giving man, and I appreciate it. I'm going to talk to you about um, the missionaries to Columbia. Can we put that picture up, please? John and Vondra Guidry are the missionaries to Colombia. And they wanted us to meet someone from their country. His name is Andre. That's him. Um, On that side. (laughs) In his young adolescent life, I'm going to have to do this without glasses. In his young adolescent life, Andre was forced into a gang, and he had a rough childhood. He had a very difficult life. His own gang members beat him and forced him to rob community members a, sorry. he later became a gang leader many people suffered and lives were even lost because of him Andre found himself in prison and while there he heard men in another room having a church service he started tapping his feet and listening to the music and enjoying it next thing you know he gets baptized in Jesus' name. He repents of his sins and is baptized. Well, he was released from prison, and he started going to uh, the church in his hometown, and he kept praying for the gift of the Holy Ghost. After three years, he, he still is praying, and he hadn't got it. But finally, he started speaking in tongues as the as the Lord gave him the Holy Ghost, and he was overjoyed. For the first time, it was awesome for him to experience that. Well, Isaiah 9, 2 says, The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. I would say Andre was living in a land of deep darkness, but God replaced it with light. Isaiah goes on to say in chapter 6, verse 8, Also, I heard the voice of the lord saying whom shall i send and who will go for us then said i here am i send me brother and sister Guidry heard that call and they responded with i will go they had a heart that heard god's heart to reach the nation of columbia and because the Guidrys went to columbia Andre had a chance to hear that gospel and to turn his life from darkness into light this is now where you and I come in this is our part now the missionaries answer the call and we supply the funds so that they can go when you give money towards missions to in in the Church of Pentecost it leaves our church totally the monies go on to support the work of our missionaries across the world if you've been thinking about giving to missions or maybe increasing the amount of money that you give to missions. Don't wait until tomorrow, guys. We don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, and there might not even be a tomorrow. So what we're going to do for God, we need to do it today.
3: Praise the Lord. Can we thank the Lord for what's going on in Columbia? Praise the Lord. So thankful for the spirit How we're feeling this morning. God is moving all over the world. God is also moving here in the state of Florida. You know, in the last four days, 57 kids have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. God is moving. There is revival. Is anyone excited about these last days revivals? Praise God, praise God. We are so glad that you are here this morning on this fine Sunday morning. I want to honor all of our guests on behalf of our pastors, Rick and Alexa Olson. Thank you so much for being here. Can we give all of our guests a round of applause? Thank you so much uh, for being here. For my Spanish brothers and sisters that are here, we're so honored that you are here. Adodabo, si el senor, mis amigos, bien vi dios te bendiga. I have been working on that one. Praise God. We will honor all of our guests here. If, you know, if you're a new guest and you don't be in a rush, today we want to meet and fellowship with you in our guest uh, reception, so don't feel like you got to be in a rush to leave. We want to spend some time with, with you, and we're also having a new friend's uh, luncheon today. So if this is your first time uh, here or if this is your first time uh, gathering with us and you haven't had an opportunity to, to gather right after service in our uh, Fred Olson's uh, center, which is the brick building uh, here on campus. We want all of our guests uh, to come over and join us for lunch. <laughs> we would like to honor you and, and meet you. I do have a few uh, announcements I'd like to make uh, this morning. Everyone say Tuesday night. We'll be having a focused prayer here in this building uh, with an emphasis on our on our ladies uh, here in this building at 7 o'clock on Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, Generally, we don't open this up to everyone, but if you just want to have an opportunity uh, to prayer, uh, we will have an opportunity for you. There's many prayer rooms here in this building, so please uh, come out, all of our ladies, on Tuesday night. As mentioned, we have Easter here next Sunday. Praise the Lord. And Brother Cole is right. We're asking the Lord to draw uh, folks out to come, but we want to also do our part, and we want to invite them. So there are some, uh, some invitation cards out in the, uh, in the foyer. If you would like to take those out in, uh, to your schools or your neighborhoods and, um, or parking lots and you just want to litter someone's uh, windshield with these cards, you know, we would love for God to continue to draw. But we want to invite folks out to join us for a big day uh, here on Easter Sunday. Amen? Yeah. Praise the Lord. That's all the announcements I have. Our ushers can go ahead and make their way. Actually, I forgot. One. As they're coming, we will be having some cleaning uh, here in preparation uh, for Easter. It will be on Tuesday night uh, from about noon to seven, and then on Thursday uh, we'll be here uh, from eight or from noon to eight o'clock, uh, doing some work on the inside and the outside. Brother Chris Lehman, I believe, is going to be helping us um, with kind of coordinating that. So, Brother Chris, if you can kind of wave your wave your hand. Uh, We would like to get our building uh, really nice for all of our anticipated guests. Amen? Praise the Lord. The Bible reminds us in Matthew 619, "...to do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." Jesus is reminding his disciples and followers not to mindlessly stockpile material possessions, as we understand worldly goods can easily be lost to thieves and natural forces, but to focus instead on stockpiling our treasures in heaven where those rewards are eternal. So this morning, what we're doing today, we know giving to the Lord is bigger than just monetary. Giving to the Lord is about offering our talents, our abilities, our energy to him. But this morning, as we honor him with our first fruits and our tithes and offering, this is our opportunity to give back to God for all that he is doing in our lives. Amen? So let's go go before the Lord in prayer today, shall we? Lord, we come to you this morning to honor you in your house. As we present our tithes and offerings to you as a gift and our sacrifice to you this morning, we thank you for your goodness We thank you for your mercy, and we thank you for your kindness. Thank you for blessing our jobs, our businesses with growth and prosperity. You've allowed us to have favor with those that we work with and those that we work for. Lord, continue to teach us to profit so that we can continue to give, Lord God, our finances to support our families. Lord God, and to continue to give to your kingdom. Lord God, we honor you this morning, and we give you the praise. Let our gifts be acceptable and pleasing in your sight. In your precious name we pray. Can we just praise God in advance for all he's doing in our homes and families. God bless you.
4: This may be a song that the captives can't yet sing, but if we sing long enough, then might join in with us. This might be a dance that's too heavy for those chains, but if we dance long enough, Little prisons will open up Would you send those orphans home, we've been waiting all day long. The rain robe is ready, we can see them coming now, just like the prodigal. Sound of our praise, yeah, sing it, sing it. mountains
0: get out of our way. Can't Can you see, see us dancing? No room for you to stay. Hallelujah!
4: Strongholds Start to break Can you hear them breaking the, break the at chains? The sound of our voices, voices and the sound standing, of our I'm praise. Strongholds get, out, out, of get out of our way, mountains. Can you see us dancing?
5: Strongholds start to break, the voices. sound of our voices, and the sound of, the our, sound of our praise. Mountain, yeah. get out of our way, can, see can, can you, you see us stay, say, no room for you to stay.
4: sound of our voices at the sound of our praise mountains get out of our way can you see us dancing there's no room for
0: you to stay hallelujah come on start to break. can you hear them breaking right now the sound of our voices at the sound of our you know what that means right that the are not start breaking out until out of God seeing some praises hallelujah yes
4: no room for you to
0: stay. I see chains breaking. Hallelujah. Some hope
5: is to break. At sound of
0: our voices. the sound
5: of our voices. sound of our praise. will you see us? melting? Get, get out, out of my Can you see us dancing? No room for you to stay. Whoa.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, let there be an echo of praise in this place. Lord, hallelujah. You're worthy, Lord. Hallelujah. Lift it up today. Mountains can be moved at just the mention of his name. Hallelujah.
6: Presence of the Lord and that good singing. The Bible says to do it skillfully. Make a loud noise, but don't hurt our ears. (laughs) You may be seated. I just want to greet the audience today uh, with a couple of things. Brother Gerald Martin, I woke up this morning. And, um, I meant to write you a thank you note for all the wonderful gifts you have gotten me through the years. And that big old Peterbrook chocolate Easter basket, I can't imagine. I guess I'm the only girl you got to spend your money on. How much that costs. <laughs> but I thank you for thinking of me so many times. and uh, I really appreciate it, and we have some of the best people, Sana and uh, Nana, Sana and Nana kind of rhyme, you got to make sure you got the N before the S, they went out and bought me some yellow tulips, I thought about bringing them here, but then I said, no, bring them home, I want to look at them. And I thank you so much. I'm so thankful for so many times that people think of me and uh, do nice things for me and my husband. And uh, I was thinking, what a wonderful men's conference that went on. So many men attended. I think some didn't get in the picture, so they determined maybe about 52. And... uh, I think, you know what, it just gave me some, I wanted to hug each one of you, because you need that break, and I'm so thankful for the women that let them go. Brother Lions, I think I saw two of your chickens up here <laughs> by the road. They keep wanting to cross the road. There are two black chickens up there. Is that yours? They're not yours. Okay. I was thinking here you go to men's conference and the chickens get out. And she's got two little girls and she can't run after them. There'll be some good eating for someone. <laughs> that uh, comedian George Wall said Have you ever seen a chicken cross the road? Mm-mm. Have you ever seen one laying beside the road? Mm-mm. They're delicious. You never find them just hanging out. They're running. But uh, I don't have any special message this morning other than uh, I just wanted to look at your faces. And Brother Josh, I'm glad you got to go. And with that young man you're raising, uh, so many good things that God does. You know, sometimes we get weary of life. Things come into our life that makes us weary, but you know what? Church should be the place that if we could just get there, get a touch of the Holy Ghost to encourage us to make another day. That's why the Bible said don't forsake assembling yourselves in the house of God. Don't let work, family, and don't let chasing the chickens, the cows getting out, or you back into a car, $700 worth of damage. Makes you careful the next time <laughs> I'm going to do it. And, uh, but life happens to the just and the unjust. But i got to leave a note and come on to church. Because this is the place that God's going to touch me. He's going to work out things in our life. I'm so thankful for our guests that are here today. What a wonderful place for you to come. And Sister Lucy, I was thinking and praying for you this morning. You're so faithful. And uh, this one of our Houston girls. Can you believe she went to the same junior high and high school that Pastor did, Dee Dee High, and graduated from Milby. So, she's a Houston girl. She knows what that good food is back there. That makes me feel like flying over there just to eat at Nefas. That is so good. Um, but next week is Easter. Let's invite somebody. It used to be that um, when I finally got a car, my dad bought me a Chevy from a farmer for $200. Now, he had been hug- uh Hauling pigs to market in it. You think it smelled like pigs? You mighty right it did. I washed out that car. I I cried. But I did go and get kids. And I had a bus route from 11 years old. But I went and picked up kids for church. And now I finally got them in my house. And I'm bringing them. But it used to be that i go around and pick up kids and adults and bring them to church. And would you believe there's still some hanging around the church after all of this time? It's a wonderful thing if you would find that somebody that needed a ride to church that you could bring or children. Think what a difference it makes in their life for you to bring them to church. What a great A youth group we have and a children's program and they make friends for life and the church can turn around somebody's life forever and so it's a great thing if you could look around some of you have grown up from poverty and now live in nice neighborhoods where you think nobody wants to go to church you never know what goes on behind closed doors and how hurting people are. That's why you got to sit out in your driveway and strike up some conversations so that you can find out what's going on in people's lives. Don't just live your house your life behind closed doors and never get into what's happening around you because the Lord wants to save somebody. And a an Easter service would be a great place to start. Lord bless you. I just felt like greeting. I love you. Sometimes I don't get around to hug everybody or meet all of our guests. And I want to say, you know, if I'm up on the organ, sometimes I'll go down. When I get closer up, I think I've never seen these people before. They don't look the same on there. So if I greet you and say, are you a first-time guest? and No, I've been coming here for two years. I said, look, I can't see from the organs. <laughs> I'm like my grandma, though. I can see what I need to see. <laughs> Lord bless you.
7: Hallelujah. Amen. Appreciate that, Sister Olson. And uh, amen. We. Uh, she definitely has a mother's touch. And... Uh, we're thankful, we're thankful for her contribution to the kingdom of God. Uh, I, I do want to say again, uh, uh, kind of underline something Sister Olson had to say uh, about men's conference. I, I said this to the group that was uh, uh, in the meeting this morning. Uh, I really appreciate all the men that went to men's conference Uh I appreciate you taking your time and your make and your money and and going because it was so valuable this weekend in Ocala. Uh, Friday night and and Saturday, I uh, to, uh, 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 text Brother Gleason and told him that his Saturday message was probably one of the best that I had ever heard at a men's conference. And. Uh, it's just, it was a wonderful time. I appreciate you going. If you didn't get to go, make sure that uh, you make the effort to be there uh, next year. It's around this time every year, and uh, we always make a lot of announcements so that you'll be able to go. It's good to see everybody in the house of the Lord today. I'm glad that you came. I want to read out of the book of Isaiah, if you'd like to stand for the reading of the Word of God today, and I'm going to be reading out of the 55th chapter, uh, and the 10th and the 11th verses, it says, for as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and and do not return there but the water but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth it shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it amen For a few moments this morning, I want to speak on this thought, God's Word, His gift. Amen. God's Word, His gift. You may be seated today. Life is busy. We have things to do, and we don't have enough time in the day to get them all done. And so we have to make priorities. We have to decide, okay, there's a list of things that need to be done. Now what's at the top of the list? And what's second? And what's third? And what's fourth? So that we can get the things that are most important. And maybe the things on the bottom of the list may not get done ever. But it's a wish that you have, a desire that you have to do something and i felt so strong this morning in prayer about the word of god being a gift from him and how easily that is that ends up on the bottom of our list or even if it is on our list of things to do with our days but the Word of God will accomplish something wherever it's read or whenever it's read or wherever it's heard. It will do something because it was designed by God to do something in your life. There is not just Because somewhere, somebody uh, that liked to stand in front of people and talk uh, decided uh, that it was a good thing to preach. I would be a miserable person if I thought that that was just the purpose, was for me to, for you to hear what I had to say. But I know and understand and believe and have watched over many years the fact that God's word when it is spoken and it is preached uh, that it touches lives uh, and changes people uh, and things happen uh, that would not happen uh, if it wasn't for the word of God The Bible is a living organism it's looking for a place to be planted it accomplishes many things in our lives, but it is contingent upon whether we accept or reject the Word of God. We have the power in our lives. Many times uh, people want to blame. Uh, their mother, their dad, their sister, their brother, their their boss, uh, their family, uh, their neighbor, whatever it is uh, for the ills of their life. But I'm telling you, you have a choice, uh, amen, to decide whether the Word of God is going to be in your life or not. And whether you accept it or reject it, will determine what it does or does not accomplish in your life. I don't know about you today, but I do believe in the infallibility of the Word of God. I've heard all the arguments about the contradictions and the way things were said, and and I know that some writers wrote down things especially in the Gospels uh, that some put it in and some left it out and, and some said it a little differently than, than the other ones said it but it really had still the same meaning. I believe that it, if we obey what is in the Word of God that it will change our lives for the better. Why do I believe all that stuff? Well, I've seen a lot of it work, for one thing. If you're a farmer and you plant seeds in the ground and year after year after doing that you see growth in the field, you're going to believe in the seed in the ground. Well, that's kind of where I'm at. I have watched the Word of God change the lives of I have watched the Word of God change my life. And being a preacher and studying the Word of God as much as I do, you would think that uh, there would be no reason for me to listen to a sermon. Uh, But just like this weekend uh, at men's conference, uh, things were said uh, that even were planted in me and I saw something in a different light maybe than I'd ever seen before. 2 Peter 1 and 21 says, For prophecy never came by the will of man, but the holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you, the Bible is not a, a man's book about God, but it's God's book to man. Man did not write this book. You say, well, wait a minute. God didn't come down and write it, no. But He moved on men. When I stand in the pulpit, anointed of God, it's not what I'm saying. It's what the Word of what God is saying. And these men wrote down things in books that that I have read that have moved my life and changed my life. Uh, I want to tell you many times it was way more than the author that had the pen in the hand or or had uh, the uh, computer before them and and writing things down. It was more than that person. And I'm telling you this book uh, that has stood for the test of time and for many, many, many years uh, is something that has changed the lives of people and because of that I know that it wasn't mankind that did it God did it Isaiah 40 and 8 says the grass withers and the flower fades but the word of our God stands forever now I'm going to tell you I was in my daily reading of the Word of God, I would read this Scripture, and that's what made me preach this sermon. That's the Scripture I read. and I said, wow, the Holy Ghost wants me to say something about the Word of God. If I hadn't read that Scripture that day, I guess we wouldn't be preaching this. See, great buildings have crumbled and disappeared, but the Word of God keeps enduring. We had the privilege over spring break with our kids to go to Rome. And uh, now Google says that the Roman Empire lasted about 1,100 years. But I'm going to tell you, some of those buildings that they were standing in had fallen down. Things have happened to them. But I'm telling you, the Word of God has endured. The onslaught of the enemy uh, that has tried to destroy what God has said uh, is, it hasn't won because uh, it's still enduring. The Word is still here. It's still being preached around the world. People are still hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus said in Matthew 24 and 35: Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. This word will last beyond our life. I think about my grandparents and my parents and how that they preached the gospel and they taught the gospel and how that they're now gone to be with the Lord, but the Word of God is still here And now it's being passed down to my generation, uh, amen, to preach the Word of God. And who knows what God's going to do from here. I don't know how long He is going to tarry, but as long as He tarries uh, on this earth, uh, amen, we will need the Word of God in our lives. You know, the Word of God accomplishes many things. The Bible shows us in many scriptures that it is food for the soul. It is what feeds our spiritual hunger. Job 23 and 12 says, I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Peter wrote in 1 Peter 2 and 2, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. That's talking about spiritually growing. Amen. You know a lot of times people come into the church uh, when they're an adult in the natural and so they think they're grown up and they may be grown up, but Peter said when you first come to God and first understand that you need God, that you're like a newborn baby. You're someone that, that needs the milk of the Word of God. Sometimes when I preach in and, and I think maybe I have preached too hard, I, I, I worry about the new ones because I think, oh no, will they choke on that? But it's there for us to know and to grow by. John 6 and 35, and and Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Uh, Jeremiah 3 and 15 says, and I will give you shepherds according to my heart, who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Another thing that the Word of God accomplishes, it furnishes light for our life. In other words, an understanding and wisdom and knowledge. It says in Psalms 119 and 105, your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. How many times have you made decisions that you almost just feel like, well, I don't know what to do, let's flip a coin. That's what you feel like. I don't know what to do. I mean, you know, 50-50 if you flip a coin, you know, whether you don't know what to do because there's a lot of things that are in our lives that we don't really even know what to do. And I'm not talking just about natural things, but things, uh, relationships in life and dealing with things. And and so it is uh, that we need something to guide us, uh, something to show us the way. It says in Psalms 19 and 8, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Uh, The commandment of of the Lord is pure and enlightening the eyes. I want to know. I don't like to go a place in the dark that I don't know about. I want to know where I'm going. I want to have light to see uh, as a navigator by nature uh, and a planner. I I want to have a path uh, that I know which way to go. And the Word of God gives me a path uh, for how I ought to live my life. John 1 and 4 and 5 says, In him was life. And the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And then yesterday, Sister Olson was in here doing things on her music, and about halfway through to the back, I turned the lights out on her. She was coming out the back door. She said, Hey! got dark, didn't it? You didn't know where you were. You know, you've been down these aisles many a time. But all of a sudden, you couldn't see where the aisle was at. That's how we are in life. We don't really understand the principles that that God, when He designed man, put in place. And so we need His Word to, to give us light. It says also, another thing that the Word of God accomplishes, it gives us instruction. John 20 and 31 says, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is in Christ and the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to tell, explain this scripture to you, because we don't have time to explain this scripture to you, but there's a whole lot said in that scripture. And you need to figure out how you're going to have life in his name. Oh, it's in the Word. I'm telling you, it's there. You're going to need need to understand things that are written in the Word of God. People say, well, I don't read the Bible because I don't understand it. Well, read it. The more you read it, the more you'll understand it. 2 Timothy 3 and 16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. God inspired and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction in righteousness. Maybe that's why a lot of people don't read it. Maybe they're not interested in doctrine, or reproof, or correction, or righteousness. But if you're interested in these things, if you're interested in knowing what the Word of God says, you know, when I my children were little, you'd hold them, and they're babies, and you would hold them, and, and all of a sudden, They decided what they had in their stomach wasn't good anymore, so it ended up on the back of my coat. Now, I'm going to tell you, I want somebody to tell me that's back there. I want somebody to say, hey, look at the back of your coat. Sometimes, You need somebody to say to you, hey, look what's on you. Look what you're doing. Look what's going on. There's not a person in here that would stand up and say, oh, I I, I like being fooled. Oh, there's not a person in here today that would say, oh, I, you know, I I just, uh, I want to live my life in a wrong way. But then many times people ignore the very thing that can help them to have a better life. You want to have a better life? A good life? You want to have a life that is that is designed according to God's Word? He will give you a life that is different than what our world lives their lives. And it will be a better life. I'm going to tell you what. Huh? I laid down at night... Most nights I lay down, I think about the goodness of God and I think about how God has kept me and how he has been with me and he has guided me. Those of you that don't know me very well may think I'm an angel. Amen. But I need God to even be halfway right. Oh, a clear conscience is a wonderful thing. Not having shame is a wonderful thing. It's the kind of life God intended for mankind. Because if you want to know what God wants for man, you go back to the Garden of Eden. Where there was no knowledge of evil. And where he, in the cool of the day, would visit with mankind. That's God's picture. And the Word of God gives us instruction. It shows us the things that that we need to get accomplished in our lives. It says in Romans 15 and 4, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning. That we, through the patience through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. Yes. Written for our learning. 1 Corinthians 10 and, 11, and now that all now all these things happen to them as examples. Talking about those in the Old Testament. And they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. The word "admonition" here means to warn. If The tornado was coming, don't you want somebody to say something about it? The hurricane's coming, that's more applicable to our locale. Don't you want somebody to say something? Oh, I just don't want to get all worked up and get worried and put boards over my windows. And okay, go ahead. Just let it all be destroyed. That's what God is trying to do to mankind. He's trying to say, Don't don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. I promise you. You're not gonna like the results. Psalms 119 and 9 says, And can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word? Purifies our life. Ephesians 5 and 26, And that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. This is talking about a husband and his wife, their relationship. If you obey the Word of God, it will cause you to follow the Word of God, and following the Word of God will change your life. Mark 4 and 3 says this, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. Then the 14th verse says, and the sower sows the Word. The 20th verse says it, but these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, some a hundred. Our heart is the ground in which the word of God is sown. The word of God says the wicked one comes and steals it. You know how he does that? When you hear the Word of God or you read the Word of God, he says, that's not really important. Oh, you don't really have to do that. That's a little extreme. That's how the evil one does. He gets you to discount what you've read or what you've heard. But if we will let the Word of God grow in our hearts and find out what is there day by day, I promise you God will do things in your life. It will accomplish things that you really may not even be able to imagine at this moment. You know, I've been studying this book for a while You know, it's new every day. God so designed the Word of God that you can read something and get one thing out of it one day and read something and get something out of it the next day. I mean, it's it's fresh and new. I've been studying all this. You think by now, I just say, man, I know everything there is to know. And that's not true at all. I keep learning stuff. It keeps being exciting in my life. I keep seeing things that I didn't see before. It says in Romans 1 and 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, but it is the power of God To the salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. The gospel, the word of God, amen, is salvation to those that believe. My last scripture is found in 1 John 5 and 13. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. I have written, that's the apostle saying, I have written these things so that you might believe. And that's what God's done. He's written this stuff down so that you might believe, amen, and you may have eternal life. That's what God wants for you. I don't know if that's what you want for you, but that's what God wants. He wants you to have eternal life, and that's why he's written all of this down. You know, in prayer this morning, I just felt like, The fact, God, what do you, because I've I've talked about the importance of the Word of God. And I thought, Lord, what what do you want to do with this today? I mean, some of you have heard me preach on this so many times. I hope you weren't too bored. And the Lord just began to talk to me of the fact that there's a whole lot of you that are not even reading the Word of God. You're not even reading it. You didn't crack the Bible, and you don't even know where it's at in your house. I'm not saying all of you, but some of you. And so I'm going to challenge you this morning. And if the Lord helps me, I'm going to remember to ask how many of you followed what I asked you to do next Sunday. Boy, the crowd's going to be thin. (laughs) I thought about, I'm not asking you to become the next theologian. But I'm going to ask you to read seven chapters this week. You don't have to do it once a day. You could do all seven in one day. But I'm going to ask you to read seven chapters in the Bible. Now, if you don't know where to start, if you're newer in the Word of God, what I'd start is I'd start in the Gospels, the things Jesus had to say, because I promise you those are the most important. I'd start... You can start in Matthew, the New Testament. If you're a regular reader, hey amen, you're going to read seven chapters anyway, so read wherever you're reading. If you've got one of those uh, charts that you can read through the Bible in a year, just do what you're, you normally do. Go through and read that scriptures, But start somewhere and start reading what the Word of God says. You know, and it, 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 some of you are more studious and you may get all caught up in the fact that you want to know more about it. Well, then study the seven chapters. Don't just read them, study them. You know, find, you know, a study Bible or get get you a Concord or something and just start But wherever, just the minimal challenge today is seven chapters this week. Seven chapters out of the Word of God. And read them. And however you get swept up in it, that's fine. I'm just asking for you to read seven. And ask God to touch you. Now, I'm gonna tell you something I do. You don't have to do this, but I do this. When things really stand out to me in the Bible, I get a I have a pencil and I usually just a regular lead pencil and uh, and I underline it in my Bible. Now, the Bible I read every day at my office at home, that Bible, it's all marked up everywhere. And but uh, but I've underlined things this week that I had never underlined before. Now, that's what I do. You don't have to do that. But if you want to, if you want something where you can maybe go back through the chapters and just kind of see the things that stood out to you in that chapter, do a review. But I'm challenging you to read the Word of God because I am telling you without a shadow of a doubt It will do something in you this week. It will do something. Let's stand this morning. I'm telling you, this is the most powerful book in our world. I've read a lot of books. Elizabeth came in a while back and looked at the all the books in my bookshelves. I got bookshelves at home with books in it. I got books here at the church with books in them. So you read all these books, Dad? I said, Well, most of them. Because some of them I just read and said, Ah, yeah, this ain't worth reading. Most of them ain't none of those books compared to this book. This book is God speaking to me. The creator of the universe is speaking to me. And I promise you he will personalize it and he will talk to you some things you need to be talked to about. Sometimes it is admonition where you're warned. Sometimes it's encouragement. You read something and he, he gives you a promise. Maybe you're down and things haven't been going so good for you and there's something in the Word uh, that tells you about the love of God and and His promise to be with you. I'm telling you, the Word of God is for you. And it's a powerful book. If you want the Word of God to work in your life today, maybe you're someone new in our church uh, we, we want to pray with you. Yeah, people in our church come to and pray at the end of service, but, I, but I mean, I'm especially talking to guests or new ones that are in our church today. Come and pray with us today. Let's say, God, I want to know your word. God, I want it to be planted in my life. I want it to change me, God, in the wonderful, positive way that you have intended for it to do. I want it to work in my life. Why don't we come and pray today? Why don't we come and talk to God today and let God work in our lives uh, through this word that, that he's given us?